0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew chapter 12. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read about Jesus and what he did, we pray that we would be drawn to him, that even when we find he is not like our preconceived ideas, we would still turn to him and do things his way. We pray that we would do everything in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew, chapter 12 At that time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck off heads of grain and eat them. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Behold, your disciples are doing what is not permitted to do on the Sabbath. So he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those with him? How he entered into the house of God and ate the bread of the presentation, which it was not permitted for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple violate the sanctity of the Sabbath and are guiltless? But I tell you that something greater than the temple is here, and if you had known what it means, I want mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And going on from there, he came into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, Is it permitted to heal on the Sabbath? In order that they could accuse him. But he said to them, What man will there be among you who will have one sheep, and if this one fell into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Then to what degree is a man worth more than a sheep? So then, It is permitted to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as healthy as the other one. But the Pharisees went out and plotted against him in order that they could destroy him. Now Jesus, when he learned of it, withdrew from there, and many followed him, and he healed them all. And he warned them that they should not reveal his identity in order that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah would be fulfilled, who said, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A crushed reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish, until he brings justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to him, and he healed him, so that the man who was mute could speak and see. And all the crowds were amazed and began, saying, Perhaps this one is the son of David. But the Pharisees, when they heard it, said, This man does not expel demons except by Beelzebul, the ruler of demons. But knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. And if Satan expels Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I expel demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons expel them? For this reason, they will be your judges. But if I expel demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can someone enter into the house of a strong man and steal his property, unless he first ties up the strong man, and then he can thoroughly plunder his house? The one who is not with me is against me, and the one who does not gather with me scatters. For this reason, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the coming one. Either make the tree good, and its fruit is good, or make the tree bad, and its fruit is bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. Offspring of vipers, how are you able to say good things when you are evil? For from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The good person from his good treasury brings out good things, and the evil person from his evil treasury brings out evil things. But I tell you that every worthless word that they speak, people will give an account for it on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be vindicated, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation desires a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Now, whenever an unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it travels through waterless places, searching for rest, and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came out. And when it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied and swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings along with itself seven other spirits, more evil than itself. And they go in and live there. And the last state of that person becomes worse than the first. So it will be for this evil generation also. And while he was still speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and brothers were standing there outside desiring to speak to him. And someone told him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing there outside desiring to speak to you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In the previous chapter, Jesus talked about how the truth was revealed to children. Now we see examples of people who did not accept the truth. The first story here is the picking and eating the grain on the Sabbath. The Pharisees called this out because to them this was reaping, and that's work. You can't work on the Sabbath, and they were taking the grain, so that was reaping. Of course, they were just grabbing handfuls of grain as they walked through the field, but the Pharisees had defined technically exactly what they thought work was, and this they called work. Jesus Tells them that's silly and that he is Lord of the Sabbath. He can say what's work and what isn't on the Sabbath. And their ideas are just wrong. Then there's the healing on the Sabbath. And again, Jesus shows that they're technical rules. They were saying, well, this isn't a life and death situation. So therefore, you can't heal this man on the Sabbath. And Jesus says, you guys would lift a sheep out of a hole on the Sabbath day. So isn't a person worth a lot more than a sheep? So he exposes their technical rules that they'd come up with as being silly. And then they went out to try to destroy Jesus. So they showed that really they didn't love people. They loved their technical rules, but they didn't love people. There's this quote from Isaiah 42 about how Jesus would not fight. So he is disagreeing with these people, but instead of just staying there and keeping it in their face, he moves on. Calms things down a bit. Then we have this story. I assume it happens a bit later, where he casts out this demon, and then the Pharisees say that Jesus did that by the power of, as they call it, Beelzebul. This is just a fancy name they use for Satan. They says the ruler of the demons. So they're talking about Satan. So they're saying that Jesus is on the side of Satan. That's how he has this power. Jesus has several things to say about this. First of all, he says that isn't logical. Why would Satan be casting out these demons? They're working for him. So if Satan is fighting himself, then that's just going to fall apart. We know Satan has a pretty good grasp on power. And he says, their children are casting out demons. So these Pharisees who are telling Jesus that he's casting out demons by Beelzebub, their children are casting out demons. And of course, they wouldn't say their children are using Satan. Then Jesus says, by casting out these demons, he's proving that he has overcome. He's defeated Satan. He's stronger than Satan. And then he says, therefore, they are blaspheming the Holy Spirit, because it's by the Holy Spirit Jesus is doing these miracles. So they're calling the Holy Spirit Satan. That's a terrible sin. Jesus says, every good tree produces good fruit, and the bad tree produces bad fruit. So Jesus is showing he's producing good fruit, so he's a good tree. The Pharisees are showing they're producing bad fruit. They just want to harm Jesus. They want to keep people oppressed because of their silly rules. So they're showing bad fruit. They are bad trees. Then the Pharisees ask for a sign, and Jesus calls them an adulterous generation. Now, I'm sure some of them did commit adultery, but what he's specifically saying here is adultery against God, meaning not serving God wholeheartedly, but having other relationships. Possibly we could say their rules were their first love as opposed to God. Maybe money. We can fall into some of these same traps ourselves. So Jesus calls them this. Um, It's very strong, a strong condemnation here, and tells them, you don't get a sign other than the sign of Jonah. And by that he means He's going to rise from the dead after three days, just like Jonah was in the ocean for three days and that fish, the great sea monster. So Jesus will be in the grave for three days, and when he comes out, it will be a sign to them, kind of their last sign to believe. And he tells this parable about the unclean spirit, about how the person gets some help. The unclean spirit is cast out, but Because nothing is filled up in their life, then it just gets worse because the Spirit brings back seven other spirits, and seven is the number of completeness. So it's just now they had it bad off before, now it's going to be completely bad. And He says that's what's going to happen to this generation. So up to this point, it's been mostly the Pharisees who've been giving Jesus a hard time. The Pharisees were the the religious elites, they were the, the most holy group. Then we have Jesus' mother and brothers and we know at this time they didn't believe in him and so here they are wanting to see him and jesus says no the people who i consider my mother and brothers are those who are doing the will of the father so jesus not only is rejecting the pharisees for their unbelief but also his own family he is focused on his purpose and now for a deeper dive Much has been made of the unpardonable sin, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Many people have talked about it and thought about it, wondered exactly what that is. From the context here, I think it's fairly clear that the sin that he's talking about is when they said that Jesus was casting out demons by Satan. So they're calling the Holy Spirit Satan, basically. That was terrible blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. The problem is, if they don't accept the Holy Spirit, they just can't accept anything. The Bible is given by the Holy Spirit. So, if you don't accept the Holy Spirit, then you have nothing to bring you to God. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.